When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Heart Plan Podcast and today we are focusing on healing your inner child and as we begin this episode I want you to remind yourself to be patient and to allow for yourself to heal. Many times we don't want to deal with these dark situations or our wounds that have been scabbed over but never healed and all those painful feelings that we have that we oftentimes want to run away from. We have to create that open space to say that now is the time. Now is the best time to handle this situation. And we're going to get excited and we're going to make it a point to heal our inner child, which is ultimately healing ourselves. Of course, we go through many things in life after we're children that, of course, are very traumatic. However, we can work through those things with an adult mindset. And sometimes we need help with that too. But if we can work towards clearing up some of these really deep ingrained wounds that we could not process as children because we ultimately did not have the capacity to understand our wounds. Now is the best time to handle this. So of course, I want you to make sure that you are allowing your inner child to feel how it feels and honor yourself with that. If your inner child is feeling suppressed or trapped or sad or even happy, and sometimes we feel joy, but we're afraid to express it. We're afraid to really feel it. We're afraid to acknowledge it because we don't want it to be taken away. So whatever you're feeling, whatever your inner child is feeling deep down, just allow for it to feel how it feels and try your best to not judge it as right or wrong just how it is. So how do you know if you have any inner childhood wounds? Maybe you feel like you didn't have this horrible childhood. You know, why should I go through this if I didn't go through something traumatic? I was never abused. I was never abandoned and left, you know, on someone's doorstep. Why should I have to go through this? I didn't have a bad childhood per se. So I want to go over some ways in which you may be able to recognize if you have some unhealed wounds from your childhood. You may have feelings of things being unfair. When you feel that, ah, that's not fair. It's just not fair. And you're not able to process that information and get past that point of feeling that something is unfair to you when you're not able to see the other side or gain a deeper understanding and life is just not fair, 
that is a sign of an unhealed wound from your childhood. Other signs are feeling left out, the fear of feeling left out, feeling irrational reactions to small events that somehow link to an experience from your childhood. This could also be known as triggers. So it could be something simple as maybe someone left all the dishes for you to do. Or maybe they didn't wash all the dishes. And you come home and now you're extremely upset. That may be a trigger for you. And it's not the dishes per se, but it's the feeling of unappreciation that you may have taken on as a child. Another sign to recognize for an unhealed inner child wound is wanting to feel small or invisible, wanting to hide from a situation, making yourself feel smaller. And these don't even have to be large situations. Sometimes whenever someone wants to take your picture, you may want to hide or get smaller. If you notice, your shoulders may go down a little bit as you hunch your back. This is something that you subconsciously do because your inner child is working to make itself smaller. Another sign is feeling afraid of rejection or abandonment. That's definitely a clear sign of an unhealed childhood wound. Another sign is feeling violated in some ways and resorting to a very defensive nature. Now, of course, if someone is truly harming you or they are abusing you in some way, then that is obviously appropriate. But if someone maybe makes a comment or maybe disagrees with your opinion and that makes you feel violated, so you react in these very large outbursts or you feel very angry and you express yourself that you are right and you know what's best and this and that, that is a sign of an unhealed childhood wound. That maybe as a child, your opinion and your thoughts and the things that you felt were never validated or recognized. You don't feel heard. Another sign would be avoiding confrontation or conflict. And another sign of an unhealed childhood wound would be to go into a state of throwing tantrums, yelling, screaming, you know, stomping your feet, slamming doors, slamming cabinets, anything like that. That is definitely an unhealed childhood wound. And although those are reactions to whatever the stimulus is to your situation, that is what you need to recognize is that your child is now acting out due to something that is a deep wound. So it's up to you to recognize when those types of emotions come up, what are you actually feeling and what actually happened? And do you recognize this something from your childhood? And I want you to remember, if you don't do something in regards to a situation that makes you feel uncomfortable, your inner child will. So however you learned to feel safe as a child will become the course of action if new techniques are not applied. So it's always important to 
know that it doesn't have to seem traumatic to you as an adult. Things that you may have experienced as a child does not have to feel traumatic as an adult. But it can feel easily traumatic to a child. And whenever we have situations that feel traumatic to us as children, it will stunt our growth in that area. So it's really important to still be kind and gentle and understanding with yourself that to you as an adult with an adult perspective and all of the experience and knowledge that you've gained over the years will say, oh my God, it's not a big deal. But to a child that doesn't have that type of knowledge or experience or perspective to understand that this wasn't a dangerous or a threat to it, it does feel threatened. It does feel like it's endangered. It doesn't feel safe. So we want to make sure we're acknowledging that so that we can stop dismissing it and reacting to it in a negative way. The next thing we should do is to timeline it out. Let's go in deep. Let's go through a timeline. Go back as far as you can remember. Now, the good news is that we're not going from age zero to today. We're just going through that timeline between when we were babies up until age 16, about that age. That is the time that we're focused on. And typically, we can't remember anything past the age of three or four. Try your best to go back to as far as you can remember. And we're going to write down everything that felt uncomfortable to us, big or small, as a child, starting from that earliest age that we can remember up until about age 16. And you're not going to try to come up with solutions right now. We're literally just going to write down our timeline for everything that we've been through as a child. So go through each year and try your best to really reflect and go through as many things as we can because it's going to give us a lot of clues and a lot of information to help us understand ourselves a lot better because sometimes when we try to focus on just the situation at hand or just the response or reaction that we deal with or our behavior and we try to pinpoint like well maybe this is because you know my father never showed us attention as children so maybe no we have to really go into full-on details as much as we can and remember those situations so that we can have the proper clues and keys to help us resolving the issue So even if it seems like it's not a big deal, still write it down anyway. Uh, Rather with something like you moved to a new school and this had nothing to do with your parents. Maybe there was a friend or a classmate or a peer that gave you a negative response due to something. Maybe you felt rejected at school. Maybe you were bullied at school in kindergarten. Maybe you felt like a teacher was mean to you just whatever the case is it doesn't have to be woe is me my parents are horrible I was abandoned left in the middle of the street and here I am today no it can literally be very small things but they will be clues to help us understand 
So timeline it out from about age 3 until 16. And if you received any type of stories or something that, you know, a parent or a grandparent or a relative told you that, well, as a baby, this happened to you, even though you don't have any memory of it, just write that information down anyway, even though you may not remember it. It may be something subconscious that is still locked in there, or just by you hearing that story can make you feel stunted because you recognize and know that it happened to you. So we want to make sure we acknowledge how we feel. And when emotions tied to your childhood show up, talk with yourself and don't leave your side. Find a place of safety for a few moments to practice nurturing yourself out of the fear. You can practice rubbing your arm and lightly pressing your face during the times of feeling upset or fearful. And you can practice saying to yourself, everything is okay. I'm here now. I know how to handle the situation. You are still amazing and wonderful. And you can handle this with me. We can handle this together. Make sure that you let that inner child know that the pressure for it to handle everything is not on it. It is on you, but you will work as a team to resolve it together. So make it a team that you're really working with yourself. And although it may feel kind of strange to separate yourself from yourself, by personifying and giving your inner child that space to really be its own energy can allow for you to work through it. The next thing you should do is to set a specific time for your inner child and say words of encouragement and love yourself and hug yourself even if you feel called to do so. This is not a place of judgment. This is not a time for judgment. Nobody even has to know that you're going through this journey. This is really just for you and your healing. So you want to make sure that you're giving yourself that special time with your inner child to focus strictly on the inner child situations. If you find that all of this is very overwhelming for you to handle any type of childhood traumas or points of healing, I would suggest you speak to a licensed therapist that can really help you work through that situation. However, you have to be in that stage where you are open and willing to heal. That is the first step before you do anything. You have to be honest to yourself and say to yourself, it is time and I'm ready and I'm open and I'm willing to go through whatever it takes so that I can heal because I'm ready. I'm ready to move past this situation. I'm ready to be happy and to live that life without all of these fears and blockages that come up because I never dealt with them before. So you must show your inner child how you can do things in a better way and allow for it to trust you. Of course, your inner child is still you, but as we're taking this approach to giving your inner child that special space, 
we are giving our adult self a special space as well. So you want to be able to show your inner child, you can trust me, I can handle these situations. You've tried your best to stay safe in all of those previous situations, whether it was through avoidance, through hiding, through yelling and screaming to be seen, whatever it is. I'm here now and I've learned some really great ways of being able to handle this. Please let me handle this. Please let me show you a whole new way of handling these situations and do it. You know, the thing about the brain is that, again, it hates change and you have about five seconds to make any difference. You have a five second window that when something comes up, you have the option to make a decision on how you're going to react to it. And if you do not react within the first five seconds of the scenario, you're going to go back to whatever programming has been built. You have five seconds. And if you don't act quick enough, your inner child is going to step in and it's going to show out. So we want to make sure that we begin to apply whatever techniques we've learned We've taken the time to research and think things through, but now we have to actually apply the techniques and new perspectives and ways of thinking. The best way to handle this, to buy yourself more time, is that if you can, get to a place that you feel safe and that you can comfort yourself, that you can coach yourself through the situation or write something down. Or watch a video or turn to a book. Some people love to turn to their Bibles in times of challenges. But if you're not religious, that's totally fine. I believe that everybody should have their own technique. And they should never be shamed for utilizing something that helps them get through something in a healthy way. If your route is to work through it and to jot something down, rather it's a phrase, come up with a phrase, come up with a, a word, rather it's strong, brave, fearless, peace, calm, any of those words or any word, just write a word down and say that to yourself. And if you don't have time to grab a pen and paper because all situations happen, remember one of those keywords and say that to yourself within the first five seconds. And then it's going to buy you another five seconds and another five seconds. And it's going to continue as you build up that trust and strength in connection to who you are now today and the age that you're in and with your inner child. Another great way of handling, you know, some type of short-term situations where you feel uncomfortable. If you listen to my series on easing anxiety and the episode of ways to reduce anxiety has really great information to helping you reset and refocus and to calm down in very stressful situations in short-term, mid-term, and long-term circumstances. So let's uncover some ways to handle our childhood pain. We're going to go through a writing journey on this one. 
So I want you to get a pen and paper or pencil and paper, and we're going to jot down some information. Even if you want to save this on your phone, that's totally okay. So when you're ready, I want you to write down these questions and answers when you're ready. First question is, what are your pet peeves? What are some things that annoy you? What really gets on your nerves? It's very similar to pet peeves, but sometimes people view them differently. But what are things that really annoy you? What's the quickest way to get you upset? The next question is, when do you feel most stressed and why? The next question is, what makes you feel trapped or stuck and why? The next question is, what creates a lot of frustration for you? The next question is, what do you do when you feel afraid? How do you handle it? What do you do when you feel afraid? What do you do when you feel sad? What do you do when you feel angry? How do you handle your anger? So after you write down all of your answers, Let's look at ways to come up with some new techniques of handling them. Although one size does not fit all, there is tons of information that's out there that someone has dealt with the same things you have dealt with. So take some time to research on how to handle all those things that you just wrote down. The next thing to do is to gain understanding and compassion for both sides. Really think past the surface on why certain things really bother you. Now look at the other person's perspective that may be the one bothering you and try to gain understanding on their behalf also. For example, I really despise repeating myself and hearing other people repeat themselves. Repetition really bothers me. I feel that I want to work on moving forward from a situation. And when I have another person constantly going over it over and over again, it feels like a mental trap. As if I can't break free from the scenario. It makes me feel anxious to deal with it. But if I look at it from the other perspective... Maybe the other person continues to repeat themselves because they feel unheard or not validated. So by understanding this, it tells me to respond. That by responding, I can gain that key to getting myself out of that trap. See, now we're working on solutions instead of focusing on just our emotions tied to the situation. And that's something that 
is often tied to how children handle things because children come in this world with emotions. We know this. Babies cry, they coo, they laugh, they giggle, they get angry. And so emotions are the innate way of communicating. Communicating to others and communicating to ourselves. And as our brain continues to develop, we begin to build those problem-solving skills as we can begin to learn solutions and we can begin to have critical thinking that comes at a later age as our brain continues to expand and grow with experiences. So whenever we are so fixated on the emotions and we are drowning in our feelings, we have to acknowledge those feelings, of course, and recognize the emotions to use those to communicate what is wrong. But now we have to come up with some type of solution and work on solving the issue. And we can't do that while we're still focused on the emotion. So this is why it's really important to work together with your inner child so the inner child can express itself with the emotions and you can take the reins and say, okay, I hear you. I'm going to do something about it. So when you feel certain emotions and you respond in a certain way, how does it help you? And how does it hinder you? Recognizing the way that your own actions affect you and others can help you work to find new ways of responding. I would also suggest to watch some informational videos on the different topics of feelings and experiences that you've been through, as well as maybe read some books to gain some more clarity and understanding. Another great way of dealing with these childhood emotions and traumas and wounds is to talk it out. Talk it out with a trusted friend or a trusted family member or with yourself, whether that's verbally or through writing. The next thing to do is to stand up for yourself with peace. You are your best advocate and representative. So practice being honest and honoring yourself by expressing yourself clearly on what you need. So with healing, definitely take time to rest and just be. Solitude is an amazing medicine to help you recenter and work through any issues. So make sure that you're setting out a special time, rather it's once a day, once a week, quarterly, whatever you feel that you need. I would suggest to give yourself more time right now. If you're really diving in deep on healing your inner child, you need a lot of solitude, a lot of time with yourself. So cut away distractions and just be, just sit with yourself. Of course, don't give up on yourself. Don't bribe yourself when you get frustrated, when you aren't moving past your blockages, then try to say, okay, if you do this, then I'll give you this. You know, that's something that a lot of parents do. Stay by your side and be consistent. Keep reminding yourself on how wonderful and powerful 
you truly are and that you are here to support yourself and your inner child and you two can work together remain strong as you can do this and you two can fight through this and come up on the other side as a power team of emotions and problem solving so this concludes healing our inner child up next we will focus on our last episode which is going to be activating that inner child so if you feel that your inner child is very suppressed and you haven't even felt that inner child or that childlike energy for a very long time that would be a great beneficial episode so that you can begin to awaken that child that's been sleeping for a very very long time so this concludes our episode thank you so much for tuning in this is heart blend podcast Thank you.